Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Family Stories Podcast, where each story reveals the love and the grace of God in a unique way through someone's life. I'm Grandpa Jimmy, your host, and it's my privilege to bring these stories to you. We've all seen a child with a missing or deformed hand. Perhaps they were born that way, or perhaps it came as a result of an accident. Our hearts always go out to them and their parents. Obviously, those children have difficulty doing many of the things that most kids take for granted, like playing catch or tying a shoe. In addition, although their moms and dads love them with all their heart, if the physical restrictions were not enough, the looks and the comments these kids receive can be harder to cope with than the disability itself. My guests today are helping solve those problems in an incredibly unique way. Some of the kids they've helped are beginning to look and feel a little more like superheroes than victims, and you're going to learn why here in just a little bit. With that, I would love to introduce Dakota and Mandy Welch. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, it's nice to have you here. Now, Dakota is a systems engineer for the all-new Space Force. Now, his job requires a top-seeker clearance, so as you might imagine... He really can't talk about it. But what he can talk about is his part-time job, the one that he and Mandy, who is a full-time mom, homeschooler, mother of three, the one they're doing together, and the reason for this podcast. So nice to have you here, and this is going to be fun. I know people are going to love to learn and to hear about this. So tell us a little bit about your family to begin with. Well, we have three kiddos, as you already mentioned. Uh, we have twin girls that are nine years old. And then 10 months after we had them, we had our son, Eli, and he is a um, full-time boy. <laughs> <laughs> All things boy, from the dirt and the grime to the sloppy kisses, that's just who he is. The girls are uh, very intelligent and vibrant as well. Um, we spend our days doing all sorts of crazy stuff. As a homeschool family, uh, everything is a learning opportunity, so there's never a dull moment in our home. So uh, it, let me go to this question after your family. Um, what do you do that turns these children you're working with in that have these disabilities into superheroes? I'll tell you what. It definitely gives them the confidence that they need to overcome these barriers and anything that holds them back. It really opens them up to different realms, to different ventures, things that they think that was just uh, that they could never do as a normal child would. And that's because you're doing what for them? Well, because we're uh, 3D printing prosthetic uh, hands and arms for these kids. Is that right? So you can actually make on a 3D printer a functional hand or an arm. Correct. There is a open source catalog of prosthetic hands and arms that we use at our disposal, disposal, uh, and we use a 3D printer to create these amazing prosthetics. I'll tell you that this. When I saw this, I first saw it in the Gazette mm-hmm. about you guys, and that's when I knew I wanted to talk to you about this. And one of the things that amazed me, we're going to talk more in detail about these prosthetics here in a minute, but one of the things that amazed me, shocked me, I couldn't believe what I was seeing and reading, 
was that these prosthetics for the people who need them are free, and the cost of production is but a few hundred dollars. Is that right? That is right. How is that possible? It does take time. Uh-huh. Uh, it does take energy. It does take you know, patience and technology. technology. Yeah, yeah I'm, that, but that's all a part of the the game. You know, you got to. Um, we've got a, uh, a great 3D printer that was donated to us, so we're able to expand our horizon a little bit more, expand uh, to actually creating arms for children and adults and alike. My goodness. So these, now these aren't electronic, are they? No, they are uh, kind, of, uh, kind of more like a puppet with uh-huh. strings. Uh, strings are attached, channeled through the prosthetic itself. Attached to the fingertips inside. So every time the child actuates their elbow or their wrist, uh, makes it functional to grab or whatever they're trying to do. Now these, the ones that you've brought here that we have some pictures of, the ones that you brought here don't look necessarily exactly like a hand. I mean, they have the thumb and the fingers and so forth. Right. But they look more like a superhero hand or something they like do. that. They do. And we've done themes for other children's uh the popular one is definitely Iron Man. Uh, we've done a, an Avenger one. I've done a Captain America. We've helped a little boy even uh, with Paw Patrol. He loved Paw Patrol themes. So that's something that we you know, like to open up to the, the parents and let the children know that, that we can, you know, the sky's the limit of what design or color they want. So customize it. Oh, is that yep, right? It is. So by having a 3D printer, and, and these are basically a pl- some form of plastic, is that right? Correct. And so with that, the cost of production of these is just minuscule, isn't it? It is. Uh, definitely, a, you know, you the supplies are a hard pinch in the front, but they do last a while. So if a kid grows, for example, right. you can change them out. Exactly. Uh, they, you know, we just ask mom and dad to, uh, give us updated pictures of their hand along with a ruler right next to it. I've got a software that's able to scale it to the size that fits them correctly. And I put it into my system and 3d print it out. In fact, uh, you know, then we, uh, assemble it on, on the desk and even my kids even jumped in to help. You mean you can... You don't even have to see the patient. You can actually take a picture with a ruler beside the, the picture of their arm or hand or whatever it is and create it from that? Correct. Yes. Really? Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> Technology has gone way beyond anything <laughs> I can imagine, Mandy. Nope. Indeed it has. <laughs> so what's your role in all of this? I kind of work more on the admin side. I am not an engineer, nor do I have the mindset or really even the desire to do a lot of what he does, but I'm happy to help on the back end, um, you know, cataloging um, our, our clients' uh, information. I'm happy to uh, help facilitate our um, social media presence, so um, creating some of the literature that has went into uh, getting Creation Station, which is the name of our ministry, up and running. Um, well, that that's a good question. Now, you guys started a nonprofit organization, is that correct? Yeah, we actually just we had been flying under um, our church's uh, ministry uh, and under their banner, but we just recently uh, filed for our own five hundred one c three status, and so we are going to kind of be launching out as our own individual entity. 
Yeah. And w- what is your overall goal or, or direction, or what is it that you really are trying to accomplish? I mean, I know you're helping kids get prosthetics, sure. but kind of what's your vision for that? The way we look at it is the gospel, um, salvation is a free gift. And um, when we think about the grandeur of what salvation gives us, it's something we could never afford. It's something we could never even hope to attain. And for these kiddos that have an amputation or are um, or are born without their limb, they don't have the hope of getting that a lot of times. These um, a prosthetic through one of the normal companies that makes them for a non-functioning is somewhere around $10,000. And they can go up over $100,000. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's, it's insane. And then for a kiddo who's going to continue growing and continue developing to spend 10000 or more, $50,000 on a prosthetic limb um, that in six months to a year may no longer function for them because they've grown up, it's it's outside of their... It's just not going to happen for feasible. most people. And, and what hopeless. about it? Will insurance companies pay for things like that? Uh, sometimes, but not usually. And so the, our, our hope is um, that we can meet their um, physical need and introduce them to the Savior that can meet their spiritual needs. So so, so your ministry great. is more than physical. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so you're touching their heart as well as their, right. their physical needs. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. How are parents responding to that? For the most part, it's just been amazing. Uh, these parents really want to make sure their kids are, they want to make sure that they're normal with other kids. As you know, uh, in our society, these children can be a bit of bullies um, and not really understand the complexity that these kids are going through with no hand or no arm. So with our prosthetics, yeah, it makes them feel normal. And I got a, I got a feeling that uh, one day they're abnormal and people are making fun, but when they come in with one of these superheroes' hands or something, they're like the center of attention they are. suddenly. Uh, the family we just helped last week, they've been extremely responsive, uh, incredible people. So, Tell me a story. Give me a story about somebody. Come on, Mandy, tell me a really good story. <laughs> we, ha- we helped a little boy up in Denver, um, and their family... Uh, came from Afghanistan um, as a refugee status. So we can't obviously give names on that because they need to remain um, private. Anonymous, of yeah. course, yes. Um, and so Dakota helped him to make a hand make a hand for this little boy. Not just a hand, an arm. Oh, that's right. It was a full arm. Um, and what was memorable to me, again, I'm not the engineer. So to that side of it, you know, um, to me is is just kind of not... I don't want to say it's not important, but it's just well, so not. you're a mom. You're thinking about the heart. <laughs> right. But I watched mom as her son got his hand put on. And I watched dad. So my husband's over there helping the kiddo. But I was watching mom and dad. And so I saw the tears in their eyes. And I saw how touched they were. Well, even even with an arm like that, that isn't electrical, that isn't some super thing, they have they have ability. They can grip. They can do things, right? Correct. And what's great about a lot of these 3D uh, printing companies, they have colored tone, uh, skin tone, excuse me, uh, that actually match the color of skin. From dark to super light, 
um, all kinds of colors in the rainbow that you can think of. But, uh, with the, you know, this family, they were adding, you know, uh, very traditional and very super nice people. It was incredible to meet these people and help them. Uh, the boy was fantastic. Very, uh, just a loving kid. Uh, to help him and see him, you know, try it on for the first time. That was incredible to see, to have him put his arm on for the first time and, you know, pick things up and just, you know, the functionality was great. So, Amanda, he was smiling a little bit. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mom and Dad were crying. Well, Dad kind of, you know, kept the tough guy appearance, but Mom was over crying a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's got to feel good for you guys to be able to help somebody with that kind mm-hmm. of a problem. Absolutely. Definitely. Have you heard back from them? A little bit, yeah. yeah. They're always very grateful. They follow our Facebook page. Um, they are a Muslim family, so there is. Uh, we just hope that we've planted some seeds throughout our interactions with them. I know Dakota got to have a couple of conversations with Dad, and so they're not jumping out the door to hear about Jesus, <laughs> but um, you know, we just plant the seeds and hope that in some way that, that God's going to use that. Are you, are you coming? In, uh, are, are there any issues that you're running into uh, with parents or kids that uh, I think you might have said to me once, Dakota? Sometimes parents are a little hesitant. They they're, can be, yes. And, and why? What's behind that? What do you? Well, they're hesitant. The, the first step is, you know, um, actually helping their own child uh, kind of, you know, w- meet the basic needs. Uh, one of the main reasons why they go uh, to this uh, digital humanitarian website called Enable. Uh-huh. Uh, we are a chapter underneath them. And the big thing that these parents go for is because their child are, is bullied or whatnot. And, um, and kids are looking for some kind of normalcy in life. So they throw in a, a request that goes into the database uh, across the world. There's over a thousand volunteers, which do, that's what, do we what are. you do. Yes, sir. Really? Um, worldwide, uh, and they are looking for uh, a free prosthetic. So these uh, volunteers get the same email as I do. We look on the board, see if it's something that we can meet. I generally try to keep into the Midwest region. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, we helped another couple on San Diego that we're trying to bring up as another ministry, uh, hopefully soon. So they'll start doing, uh, start making some prosthetic arms and uh, hands in their region. But yeah, now uh, it's only a few hundred dollars to create this, not counting your time and all that kind of stuff. But I right. mean, just the actual product and stuff, two or three hundred dollars uh, to to create these things uh, for people. And that money, uh, you're you're probably raising that in some way or another. You're asking people to help donate for that. Yes, sir. So uh, if people want to donate, they go to creationstation3d.com. We have uh, a donate button there. We also have a um, a monthly app that takes your loose change, adds it up to the nearest dollar, and that deposits to our uh, our 
ministry as well at the end of the month, and it's called Change Trust. Is that right? I'll tell you, this stuff is so inexpensive. (laughs) I'm flabbergasted. I would never, never in a million years have guessed you could give a child that much of a blessing in their life, change their life for two or three hundred dollars. My goodness, it's just—it's just almost unreal. Yep. And you know what? Um, That's just—you know—that pretty much covers them for as long as they're with us. So it's not just every single time. We cover it for, uh, I don't want to say it's the life of the child, obviously, but it's just more of the duration of they, when they need our services. Now, as far as these prosthetics go that you're, you're primarily working with kids, I mean, would you do things for vets or do they have other things accessible to them? It really depends. Uh, we have helped a vet. She was, uh, she was very appreciative what we helped her with. We did help her with an, an arm. She had cancer, unfortunately, with uh, partial for her arm um, uh, right below the elbow. And it, so was, it, was, amputated. it was amputated. Yeah. Yep, she she had it amputated. We helped her with a uh, free prosthetic, and she was really thrilled to have it. Uh, so we've, we've helped a vet. And just to say that we can help uh, any vet, honestly, because we have that capability to print out arms and hands and fingers. Now, one thing people need to understand is these don't necessarily look totally real, correct? Correct. I mean, they, they, they almost look mechanical. They do. Uh, we do have one hand that's koala hand, excuse me, the koala arm that's got a lot more aesthetic, pleasing look to it. Mm-hmm. The other ones... Uh, not so much because the the size of it has to cover the partial uh, hand with you know the amputee's hand or whatnot. So there is that obscurity of the the prosthetic itself. There's also the look that it could look uh, robotic. Some yeah, some love that appeal, and yeah. that's what kind of draws kids to it. Uh, but there's also we also have the capability to make them look normal too. I'll tell you what, this is just an absolutely wonderful ministry. You guys are going to have to get this out. I heard you're going to be on television soon. Yes. And uh, you've already been in the newspaper. This is something that needs to be out there. You know, you guys might get really busy really fast. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that you're already right? busy in your lives, but yeah. you might get really busy really quick doing this. Uh, let me ask you this question real quick. Where are you going to take this now? It's obviously nonprofit. You want to help as many people as you can. But one of the things you said to me is you were working with the School of Mines. What are, what are you doing there? So one of the things I want to expand upon is possibly looking at prosthetic legs. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, as you already know, and you know, speaking with Mandy here, you can tell that we have very little time on our hands. And to pour into that much of research and design and all that, it's going to take uh, quite a lot. So uh, in our uh, in our church, actually, friends of ours reached out to the School of Mines and to see if there's any interest. And sure enough, they came right back and said, yes, we have high interest. And uh, told them, really, you know, what are my expectations to uh, open uh, to have this prosthetic leg as an open source? That's uh-huh. not going to cost any money to uh, hold the file um, and that it's you know for nonprofit use. So and they have, were on board with it. You have some of the smartest kids in the country up there yes. with their professors and so forth yes. working on projects that are actually viable, that are going to yes. be used in the real world. Correct. Um, 
so they were able to design us a prosthetic foot and they were working on the, uh, the actual shin itself uh, until, you know, COVID hit. And so that project is on pause and it'll continue this fall. I'll tell you, it's going to be wonderful. You know, you, you guys are going to really um, get a lot of attention, I think, very soon. So get ready. <laughs> let me let me ask you this question, Mandy. What what would you say to parents or children who are dealing with this and who have thought about do, getting a prosthetic or something like that? Do you have anything you'd like to say to moms and dads? Yeah, um, I realize that a lot of the reason a parent might hesitate is that it just sounds too good to be true. Uh, you especially some of these families have, have reached out for help in different organizations and um, different schools that have said, oh, we can do something like this, and they've just like, had the door slammed in their face. And so it can kind of feel hopeless to them sometimes. Um, but we want to help. We're here to help. And so... So should people just, like, call you or email you, or what do you prefer? Uh Website is a great way to reach out to us. Reach out to us on social media. They can drop a request in through our Enable site. Give us that stuff once more, all of it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our Facebook page is Creation Station. Also, um, if you type in prosthetic.ministry, it'll pull up as well. Really? Cool. Uh, Our website is www.creationstation3d.com. And can you do the enable? The enable. Um, explain no, enable once right more. Now. Explain enable's relationship with you just one more time. So, enable is the organization that actually put together a massive amount of engineers and uh, professionals, uh, and they basically came up with the open source hands and arms uh, and put it onto a website and which basically allows parents or adults to get on this website and request a device. And you, you know, one of the things that I, that I didn't ask you about before, but this is not a fast process either. I, I mean, when you actually build it, Someone thinks, well, oh, you just print it and you got one, you know, 10 minutes later. It isn't like that, is it? I mean, this requires Correct. a lot of computer technology and then a long period of time. Talk about that just real quick. Correct. So to 3D print a hand for, let's say, a six-year-old uh-huh. takes about 20 to 25 hours, depending on the measurements and whatnot. Um, and that's assemb- not prep. That's just the actual- Correct. That's just 3D printing itself, the, the actual parts. And then once that's complete, the next step is assembly. That takes a few hours and then a few, you know, maybe 10, 20 minutes more for testing and whatnot. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that actually goes into assembly itself. What about the, the setup, the, the scanning, the computer stuff, all of that that you have to... So scanning and stuff, that takes a little bit more special touch. So if... Uh, if I have a, a, a client that's near us, you know, say here in Colorado Springs, I can go visit them. I actually got a 3D scanner. I can scan their um, their uh, their arm or hand or whatnot, and I can put it into my computer system and analyze how big the, the prosthetic needs to be. But let's say if the child is out of state or not within reach, uh, mom, dad takes a picture, but they're... Uh, 
their amputation along with a ruler on the side. And I'm able to use a computer software to help scale that picture along with uh, other you know, various software things here. And uh, it allows me to understand how big the prosthetic needs to be so I can print it out. I'll tell you that this, this is, uh, I said it before, but this is amazing to me. It's absolutely wonderful. I just wanted to talk to you guys so badly. And I'm, I'm just so thankful that you're out there doing this. One more thing too, I forgot to mention. So uh, enable uh, their website is enabling the future.org. They're, Pretty much the whole purpose of why uh, we started, and along with God's calling. So you uh, feel like this is really a call from God for you guys oh, to do Oh, definitely, this? by far. You mind if I go ahead and see uh, how, how it started? Far away. So <laughs> how it started was, you know, talking with Mandy, and was like, oh, man, I really would love to own a 3D printer. But as you know, uh, 3D printers can be very expensive, but they can also be very cheap. And I didn't want that yet. I wanted a nice, solid 3D printer. As I'm researching, I stumbled upon enablingthefuture.org's YouTube about their promo video of how they're using uh, 3D printers to create prosthetics for children. And that touched my heart. God hit me right on the button and said, you know, you got to start doing this. And sure enough, I was like, I was so excited. I told Mandy about it and she's like, what are you talking about? It was very just, it was just out of the norm. Like, where did this come from? And I was so just giddy about it. And I told I was obsessed with it. And just as you know, once the Lord touches you in the, in the heart, it's hard to get away from that obsession. And that, 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 and he touched you right yeah, in your engineering Right, exactly. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, the, the spirit was definitely uh, calling me to do that. And uh saved up money. For, you know, this is, you know, part of my you know, birthday gift. And, you know, finally got that 3D printer. And uh, before I get into that, I was, uh, one day I was sitting down with uh, Pastor John Bornchain, who's our uh, pastor for... Uh, Calvary Fellowship uh-huh. in Fountain Valley. And this man's amazing. And I'm sitting down telling him about this. And he just had this super explosive, bright idea look of let's turn this into a ministry. And I looked at him weird, just as Mandy looked at me weird, you know, with a uh, 3D. We could do that. He's, oh, yeah, we could definitely do this. Absolutely. And as we're talking about it, you could just tell the, the Holy Spirit was right there working it through. And jump. it was amazing. It was so probably you, the did best. Did you jump right on board, man? Oh. After I caught a hold of the vision a little bit, again, <laughs> right. I don't have that engineering mindset. And so it was kind of hard. Once I saw the first hand that he created, and once I could kind of, especially once I caught on to the whole idea of the gospel through the hand. Then, Once you saw the people side of yeah, it. Yeah, then I was on board, totally on board. Oh, my goodness. Well, I want to tell you guys, thank you so much uh, for coming here to the studio and, and doing this with me. I know it's going to bless a lot of people. I just want to tell everybody out there, thank you for listening today. And uh, remember this, you too may have a story. And it's probably better than you think. And your story may be the very one that changes somebody's life. You'll also find my new book for kids, 8 to 12 years old, Wrinkly Brinkly. 
And it's a story of a teased and tormented little beaver that just wants others to love and respect him. Something that a lot of kids need. It kind of goes along with what you guys are saying. If you'd like to get that, you can go to mygrandpajimmy.com or mygrandpajimmy at gmail.com and order a book or tell us your story. So thank you all very much. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you.